Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. Welcome aboard. It's the official start of summer this Memorial Day holiday weekend. And if you're one of the millions of Americans with traveler outdoor plans, thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Robert Carey, and along with my wife and travel partner, Mary, this indeed is America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. So I saw a report yesterday that AAA is saying automotive travel will be up around 5.3% this year to 33 million travelers compared to last year. And I think it was on Thursday this week that I saw, uh, probably in the Wall Street Journal, that 222 million passengers are expected to fly on U.S. carriers from this Memorial Day weekend through Labor Day. So I guess all I can say to that is pack light and, and good luck trying to find an overhead bin. Uh, regardless, whether you're hearing today's show in a car, you're on a plane, a bus or train, you're already at the beach, which we wish we were there with you, enjoying a mountain cabin or relaxing in the backyard, it's nice to have you with us. Today's show is going to be a little different as Mary and I give you some travel news from the week. Then we're going to be sharing with you some of the top guests that Rudy, Mary and I have had on the program so far in 2015. Then we'll check back at the top of next hour before sharing more top interviews. But first, as we like to do to start most shows, Mary, let's share with folks some news. What's in the stack this week? Well, if you're thinking of using Airbnb or you know a little bit about that company, you might be interested to know that they are moving towards entering the professional vacation rental business. Apparently, tighter control from various local governments is threatening the home sharing site's growth in urban areas. The company is working on software that will allow property managers to link their properties to Airbnb and improve managing schedules, prices, and other details that currently have to be adjusted one property at a time. The step will help the six-year-old website company more aggressively in the vacation market and claim a piece of the more established and regulated part of the travel industry, taking it from city dwellers into far-flung vacation sites like ski resorts, beachfront properties, and more, squarely in competition with vacation rental networks. That's interesting, the expansion. Yellowstone Park, great park can be dangerous. We've enjoyed our time there, but we yes, We have, if, uh, but if there was ever a reason for a selfie stick or for someone else to take your photo, you might want to listen to this latest news story. A 71-year-old New York tourist visiting Yellowstone Park thankfully cheated death when he stumbled backwards into a canyon and fell 25 feet while trying to take a photograph. He was fortunate to be able to brace his body in a crevice at the top of a 200-foot drop and was rescued and is doing fine. Wow. And this follows another story this week in Yellowstone where a young girl was charged and attacked by a bison when she got too close with her camera. So if you're headed to a national park this weekend, stay safe, be careful, and of course, be very careful with your photo ops. I guess so. Yeah. Well, United Technologies is in talks with potential buyers for its Sikorsky aircraft business. Companies exploring bids or obtaining a minority stake include Boeing, Airbus Group, Lockheed Martin, and some others. Sikorsky has been part of United Technologies or its predecessor since 1929 and is one of the world's largest civilian and military helicopter makers with over $7.5 billion in sales last year. Many experts are suggesting the company could fetch around $10 billion, which clearly is not too shabby. 
So let me ask you, have you been following the story about the Hertz rental cars that they've installed cameras and software in the vehicles without the knowledge of renters? You know, maybe you rent from Hertz and when you go and you sign and certainly nobody at the counter is telling you that there are cameras in the cars. They claim that they're not active. They claim that they're for future use at some point. Well, cameras in Hertz rental cars certainly has become a contested topic in recent weeks. And back on March 27th, Rudy caught up with Hertz executive Rich broom to cut through everything and find out fact from fiction. Here's that interview. All right, now to the question of cameras in rental cars, sparked by the quiet installation of some cameras in some Hertz cars that are capable of allowing Hertz to see the interior of those cars. Rich Broom's VP of Corporate Affairs and Communications for Hertz Global. Rich, thanks so much for joining me today. Rudy, thank you for having me on your show. Let's start with the, the overall question. Um, how did the idea of putting these cameras that are sort of turn inward uh, come up to Hertz, and what is the goal of those cameras? Yeah, Rudy, the, we've had never lost our own navigation and travel information system in about 20% of our U.S. cars for about the past 20 years. And periodically, we update those units, and we're on our sixth generation, uh, the ones that we began installing about nine months ago. And the primary function of those units was pr to provide touchscreen capability. But we thought at the time with the emerging popularity of, of um of FaceTime and Skype and the success of our own video kiosks in some of our rental locations that our customers might, and I underscore the word might, want an in-car video chat service sometime down the road. So it made economic sense for us to install the camera hardware in this generation uh, rather than, say, a year from now figure out, oh, we should have installed camera in, the, in this Never Lost unit because people really want video chat. So we installed that and decided that we would uh, make the decision later on whether or not people actually wanted that kind of service. Uh, but at this point, as you mentioned, the cameras are not operational. There's no power source to the camera, and there's no software to provide a video chat service at this point. I understand about one out of eight hertz cars have the capability now of, of, of a two-way chat, have that camera installed. Um, if they should become operational, are they on all the time? Does the driver have the option of turning them off? The thought is that if we develop this down the road, that only the driver would have the option to turn on the camera and only if the car is stationary. The company would not have the capability to um, turn on those cameras from their end. It would be totally driver controlled because of the validity, the valid safety, uh, privacy concerns that many customers have. All right, there was a brouhaha on some, um, some uh, blogs this week about that, as is Hertz going to be spying on us or whatever. So uh, that puts that, uh, that to rest. Have, do you have any initial indication of whether folks might appreciate this capability? I presume if, uh, if, if Hertz car was in an accident or you had a flat tire, it would certainly be an efficient way to communicate. Yeah, we, we thought there were three possible applications. One, people got lost if you're, they're in a place where never lost just couldn't help them. If they got into an accident or if they got broken down, they might want to have the ability to not only talk to somebody but to see somebody. But again, that would require a great deal of market research before we sink the investment into the major software upgrade that would go into creating the video chat capability. Right. Uh, last question, uh, Rich Broom, Vice President of Corporate Affairs at Hertz. Um, did you tell passengers that this was in there? I guess since it wasn't on, you probably didn't have any obligation to, but uh, is, was there anything in all that small type when I signed my rental agreement uh, no, that tells me? No, there's nothing in there. The cameras aren't operational. They can't work. And we had started installing them last summer, and frankly, 99.5% uh, of the comments we get are about how much people like the uh, 
touchscreen capability. And we, at, before the media uh, got a hold of this issue, we'd had only five comments out of hundreds of thousands of rentals about the uh, about the, the the camera lens that they could see. So it just wasn't an issue. It hasn't been an issue until the recent attention. And now all we're saying is, if you are uncomfortable about the uh, the camera lens that you can see in the car, uh, tell us, and we'll put you in a different car. Got it. Thank you, Rich. Thanks very much for joining me. Rich Room is the Vice President for Corporate Affairs and Communications at Hertz Global. As you heard, those cameras are not operational, and they won't be made operational without your knowing it. And if they are made operational, you will be the one who will be doing the operating. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. If you're seeking an adventure of a lifetime, an easy trip that's unlike any you've ever experienced, then it's time for Iceland. Yes, Iceland. The Icelandic Tourism Bureau offers Rudy Max's World listeners exclusive trips that can't be beat, like the Reykjavik four-star city break with Spa and Northern Lights Tour, or the Iceland Escape for a unique spa and nature break tour. These are four-day, three-night trips starting around $500 per person. Seriously. Go to RudyMaxa.com and click on the Iceland Tourism Bureau link for these great trips and more. If you suffer from muscle or joint pain, inflammation, or other aches, give All Natural Relief Factor a try. Just go to ReliefFactor.com and order your two-week trial pack for $19.95. Stop popping those over-the-counter, body-harming painkillers. Instead, get Relief Factor. It's all natural and contains just four ingredients, omega-3, resveratrol, icarin, and curcumin. This product works, and if you suffer from aches, pains, or inflammation, check out relieffactor.com or visit rudymaxa.com, look under sponsors, and experience life pain-free again. I'd like to extend a warm welcome to our newest sponsor, MyPillow.com. The Carries and I have been using a MyPillow pillow now for weeks, and we're loving them. They're American-made and guaranteed to provide the best sleep you've ever had. Rudy Max's world listeners receive a special buy one, get one free offer. So if you suffer from snoring, insomnia, neck pain, migraines, allergies, sleep apnea, TMJ, and more, get the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own by calling 800-775-1983 or go to MyPillow.com and enter the promo code Rudy. There's also a link at RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. While no one can stop all identity theft, identity thieves are ruthless at what they do. And while nobody can monitor transactions at every business, LifeLock Ultimate Plus is comprehensive identity theft protection, helping to protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. Visit LifeLock.com now or call and use my special promo code RUDY for a 10% discount. That's promo code RUDY to get a special 10% discount. Call 800-637-8149. 800-637-8149. 800-637-8149. Happy Memorial Day from all of us at Rudy Max's World. This is Robert Carey, and you're listening to an Encore presentation. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. And this segment's brought to you by TriCalm. Whether you travel or not, do you experience dead, dry skin? Well, between cold weather and dry cabin air on planes, that's a recipe for dry, uncomfortable skin. TriCalm works to soothe those skin irritations. In fact, a recent clinical study showed TriCalm is five times more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone. And it's backed by an itch-free guarantee. If it doesn't work, simply mail the two back for a refund. If you've got dry, irritated winter skin, pick up some TriCalm. Easy to travel with, comes in a two-ounce tube, perfect for your carry-on. You'll find TriCalm in the white and blue box in the anti-itch aisle at Walgreens, Walmart, and CVS pharmacies. 
I'm delighted to have Rick Steves on the show. You probably know his name because he's got more than 100 shows on public television on great destinations, primarily in Europe. Um, Europe Through the Back Door is, uh, well, Rick Steves Europe is the name of the shows, but he's got uh, a series of books. But more importantly, he's got a new book out in his uh, Backdoor series uh, of books. It's called Rick Steves Europe Through the Back Door. 2015 version of his travel skills handbook. This is a what should I say, a PhD course if you would like to travel. It is jam packed, and I have uh, I have have the book in front of me, jam packed on tips, particularly on uh, that focus on particular countries in Europe, as well as general travel advice. And that's what I wanted to talk to him about today. Rick, nice to have you on the show. Thanks, Rudy. Nice being with you. All right, you. I know you uh, are very. You speak a lot about travel. Um, you write a lot about it, and you have condensed. Uh, I know in this book a number of tips that are just gen- general good advice for the new realities of traveling to Europe. Which, by the way, as you and I both know, is sort of on sale because the euro has fallen so far this yeah, year. Yeah, that's kind of nice news, isn't it? It is. Let's run through a few. What if, if I had never been yeah. to Europe and I just met you at a party? I'd say, Rick, I don't know. What do I? What do I need to think about? Well, first of all, you need to enjoy the planning stage of your trip. Uh, think of it as an extension of the trip itself. Get sort of in the mood for your trip. Go to, you know, choose your movies and your recreational reading with your trip in mind. Spend some time uh, thinking about a smart itinerary. I think it's been 10 years since I flew in and out of the same city. It just makes sense to fly into one city and out of another city so you don't have to spend the time and money going back to your starting point. Uh, and then once you get over there, uh, you'll want to know what you can do in advance to avoid lines. There's more lines than ever in Europe these days because everybody wants to go to the same places. That's kind of one of the downsides of all this TripAdvisor kind of crowdsourcing is, oh, everybody's going here, so everybody goes there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Consequently, you have a lot of people waiting in a lot of lines. And my sense is that there's two IQs of travelers in Europe, those who wait in lines and those who don't wait in lines. If you're sitting in a line or standing in a line, you are messing up. There's a way around it, and that involves uh, uh, thinking in advance. And, and that's one thing I tackle in my guidebooks very carefully is how to get around all those lines. I might add, I, I think what city you fly into might make a difference. And it's little things sometimes. I remember learning once uh, to rent a car in Italy is incredibly expensive because the insurance can be as high as the daily rental. And you have to buy insurance in Italy. You, you have no choice. Your credit card is not going to cover it. But somebody once said, yeah, fly into Geneva. You're only about an hour and a half from Genoa, right. you, can fl- you can drive right into Italy, and the, it is covered by the insurance you have in Geneva, which is much cheaper than Italy. And a lot so, of Americans forget that, uh, you know, there's really no border um, complications, and the, Europe is laced by super freeways, and you can get from Geneva to Milano just in a flash, just getting on the freeway. So uh, you're right, you can connect, you can correct those little uh, in, in, in inconveniences just by getting on the freeway. How do you find restaurants that are not tourist traps, to use a cliche. Mm. Well, I'm just working on my travel schedule now. I'm going to be spending four months in Europe, as I do every year, and I'll spend almost every one of those nights running around looking at restaurants for my various guidebooks, because we, okay. we, now we've covered all of Europe, and the big part is choosing a good restaurant. And, and what I look for, Rudy, is a place that's in a low-rent location. I don't want to sit on the main square in a restaurant that's paying the highest rent in town with a big campaign to snare tourists. I want a little, almost a hole-in-the-wall place on a, in a characteristic street a few blocks off of the famous square that has a handwritten small one-language menu on the door. If it's handwritten, that means it's changing uh, depending on what's in the market that's fresh. If it's uh, a small menu, they're not cooking up all sorts of things that are out of season just to keep the tourist happy, but they're serving what is right and what they can cook up and sell uh, economically and profitably. And if it's in one language, it's uh, targeting locals instead of tourists. 
course, tourists are more than welcome, but you want a place that uh, uh, has a convivial atmosphere and doing a good, thriving business that's packed out with locals with that kind of a menu on the door. And you can bet then it's, it's going to be a good restaurant. It's one of my favorite things in, in my work is to go check out all those restaurants. And I've learned that uh, pretty much you can look at a place and see who's eating there and what are they serving. A big problem with a lot of tourists is we're hell-bent on having French onion soup when we go to Paris. You know, Well, that's, <laughs> you don't serve that in the summer unless you're serving it to a tourist. Uh, you know, uh, fondue is another thing that only a tourist would eat in Switzerland in the summer. I think it's really important to, you know, if the white asparagus are on the special for, for the day, uh, go for the white asparagus. It's not on the push list. It's what's the tastiest in the market this morning. If mm-hmm. the uh, porcini mushrooms are on the on the daily special, the porcini mushrooms are in, in season. If, if it's all about mussels and oysters, uh, you know, go for that. But I think a real trick is to eat with the season and eat with the locals. And another interesting point is you can look at a restaurant at 7 o'clock and it looks like a touristy place, come back at 9.30 and it looks like a local favorite. Uh, there's two different sort of clientele and the tourists eat early and the locals tend to eat later. Do you find that travelers, you have uh, something you call Keep It Simple Stupid, which can apply to a lot of things in life, but mm-hmm. um, it, it makes me think of travelers who try to pack too much in, who feel they have mm-hmm. to touch every single yeah. you know, monument or cliched yeah. place in a city. Do you find people trying challenge. to do that on the first or second travels? travels? Oh, it's just, uh, it's just uh, human nature is to try to do too much in a given amount of time, especially for us Americans. I think we have the shortest vacations in the rich world, and we've, you know, we have to fly a long way to get there, so we want to just see everything. I think it's very important to plan your trip and, and run your sightseeing days, assuming you'll return. Don't, don't try to exhaust a place of everything it has to offer. I, I'm thankful that I've got a lifetime of things yet to do in a place like Rome or, or, or uh, Paris or Rome. I know when we're... Uh, doing our itineraries for our tours. We take a lot of bus tours around Europe, and it's easier to sell a tour if you promise everything in a given amount of time, but we're very careful to not be frantic and ADD about it and to, uh, you know, make sure that we're not trying to pack in too much into a day. Also, when you're planning your itinerary, you don't want to have redundancy. That's one really wasteful way of spending your precious vacation time. If you're in Britain, well, if you're in Britain for less than a month, don't go to Oxford and Cambridge. It's two versions of the same thing. Choose one or the other of the great university towns and then save time for a hike up in the Cumbrian Lake District or or to, you know, uh, uh, explore the south of Wales or visit the castles up in the north of Wales. You want to have diversity in your itinerary. So, you know, um, that's one thing I like to do in my guidebooks is to tell people flat out, if you got less than a month in England, don't do Oxford and Cambridge. Do one or the other. And Cambridge is better than Oxford from a sightseer's point of view. So, you know, now we're, we're given some practical information that people can put together a smart itinerary with. And I, I, would, I would add to that, particularly if you're traveling with young children, don't try to pack too much in. You'll have a much better time if you oh, just pace yeah. it and stretch it out. Yeah, in um, fact, there's a chapter in, in the new edition of Europe Through the Back Door that we're talking about today that is uh, sharing the, the tips you know, we've learned from decades of traveling with kids. And uh, we took our kids to Europe every year for, for their entire uh, childhoods. And, and uh, you learn a lot from experience. And I, I just really believe that's kind of the philosophy of Europe Through the Back Door is we, we're all in the same traveler's school of hard knocks, and it's okay to compare notes. You know, it's uh, why learn from your own mistakes when you can learn from somebody else's. So every time I get ripped off over there, I celebrate because they don't know who they just ripped off. I'm going to pack that scam and that lesson into my book so people will be heads up about that, and uh, they can learn from my mistakes rather than their own and travel smoother.
I'm talking with Rick Steves. He's a travel journalist, uh, author, and uh, certainly you probably know his shows from public television um, called uh, Rick Steves Europe. His new edition of Rick Steves Europe Through the Back Door, a travel skills handbook, we might call the subtitle, for 2015 just came out. And it is a this thick volume, but it is very, very... I mean, you could read it in short bites, and if you're going to particular countries, you will find uh, specific recommendations from Rick. In it, it's not really a guidebook. It's, it's, it's a handbook on how to travel smart and some basic precepts, as well as particular advice for destinations. How, how much do you find the Internet of use to you when you're on the road, Rick? Or do you use most of it? Do you look before you go? You know, I, I probably don't use it as much as a lot of people would use it. I, I use it to supplement the information if I'm... I like to be online in order to, uh, you know, uh, uh, scout out options. That, you know, if you wondered what's the train connection or what are my various hikes that I might want to take, uh, you can get online to find out what's the what's the weather like before you go to the top of the mountain. Sure. You can sure. a lot of uh, a lot of tourists don't know that you know in, in Germany, for instance, every restaurant shuts one day of the week and it's not going to be Sunday. It's their Ruhetag, their quiet day, and you know it's a real shame to walk across town and, and realize there's a one in seven chance that you're going to hit it wrong. So you know I like to use the internet to confirm things just to head off mistakes. Um, so, but I find that a lot of people are buried in their screens too much, and uh, I don't That's need to point. follow. A, I don't need to follow a GPS map to get around town. I, I just get myself oriented, and, and I just love to be there in, in a in a timeless kind of way. I, I was recently filming in Venice, and we were trying to find romantic people on gondolas, and every, all the couples on the gondolas were taking selfies and putting things on Facebook and, and, and that, Googling things. I thought, where's the romance here? <laughs> that's what you'll find in the book. The book is Europe Through the Back Door, Rick Steves 2015 edition. Pick it up anywhere at ricksteves.com. Rick, thanks for stopping by. All right, Rudy, happy travel. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. If you're seeking the adventure of a lifetime, a fun trip that's unlike any you've ever experienced, then it's time to visit Iceland. Yes, Iceland. Right now, the Icelandic Tourism Bureau offers Rudy Max's World listeners exclusive trips that can't be beat, like the Iceland Luxury Tour or the Around Iceland's Ring Road. Packages are amazing eight-day, seven-night trips starting around $1,600 per person. The experiences and exclusives you'll receive are outstanding. Check these special offers out at rudymaxa.com and click on the link to Iceland Tourism Bureau. Performance Bicycle, where great rides begin, wants your great ride to start now. Now through Memorial Day, it's the Red Tag. Tag sale at performancebike.com. Over 1,000 items on sale, plus free shipping. Red tag deals on helmets, clothing, parts, accessories, and hundreds of bikes are priced to sell now. Plus, 50 doorbusters at 50% off, but only while supplies last. Don't miss Performance Bicycles Red Tag Sale, plus free shipping at performancebike.com. Happy Memorial Day from all of us at Rudy Max's World. This is Mary Carey, and you're listening to an encore presentation. The phone lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Now, back to Rudy Max's World. It is 33 past the hour in Rudy Max's world. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Robert Carey, along with my wife and travel partner, Mary. 
coming to you from the Mark Twain House in Hartford, Connecticut. Mark Twain is one of the most respected and well-known American writers in the history of our country. Born Samuel Clemens in 1835, Twain spent most of his boyhood in Hannibal, Missouri. It was the experiences and childhood memories of life in this small town on the banks of the Mississippi River that inspired and shaped some of Twain's major works, including Huckleberry Finn and The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Twain was an author, journalist, lecturer, entrepreneur, and inventor. But we thought it was interesting to know that he was also a top travel writer, and his first book, The Innocents Abroad, was adapted from his own newspaper reports on his adventures traveling through Europe, the Middle East, and elsewhere. Joining us is Cindy Lovell, Executive Director of the Mark Twain House in Hartford, Connecticut, a self-described Twainiac. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you, Mary. It's great to be here. Cindy, tell us, where are we standing right now, and share with us a little bit about Mark Twain, the traveler. We are on the third floor of the Mark Twain house and in the billiard room. Uh, we call this the original man cave for a reason. We see his billiard table. We see the beautiful shaved ivory windows and uh, the three porches where he could go out and have a cigar and a smoke during the day. On a real warm, sunny day here, you might actually catch a little whiff of cigar smoke. I think it sneaks out of the wood, but uh, people claim otherwise. They claim it might be Sam himself here. But uh, but yeah, we're here on the, on the third floor, and uh, this is where he would sit and write uh, when he wasn't entertaining friends in here shooting some pool, but he would write uh, his greatest works here in this room. And some of his greatest works are just so iconic, Huckleberry Finn, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, very familiar. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't know and what we found so interesting was uh, he was a traveler mm -hmm. and he was also a travel writer and journalist, if you will. Can you tell us a little bit about that? He was. This was a, a, a boy who was born curious and, uh, you know, coming from Hannibal, Missouri, where he was raised as a boy, he went to St. Louis at a young age. His dad died when he was 12, so he had to go out and work and earn his keep, and, and he did, but he became a typesetter, and that allowed him a trait that he could carry with him. So at the age of 17, for instance, he went off to New York City for the very first time, all alone, unchaperoned, had a wonderful adventure, took himself uh, down to Philadelphia and D.C. at that time, but wrote wonderful letters home. Even then, he was a curious fellow, very observant, uh, noticed the detail, so his letters, even at the age of 17, read like a travel uh, law of sorts. Now, he would continue, of course, this. Um, he became a, a, a steamboat pilot and piloted on the Mississippi two years as a cub, two years as a licensed pilot. Then the Civil War broke out, and that sent him out west. Uh, he spent uh, the entire Civil War years were spent out west, and he left us with a lovely book called Roughing It that uh, is hilarious on every page. You can't, you can't not laugh when you read this book, but it tells you uh, this first-person account. He was a journalist. He wrote like a journalist, but all the humor throughout and the descriptions and you really feel like you're there and I think with Mark Twain you don't even have a sense of time travel you just feel when you're reading him you feel like you're with him you're accompanying him. Mark Twain and his family lived here from 1874 to 1891 and during those 17 years he wrote many of his most famous works. Mary mentioned what interested us to visit was Twain the Traveler and Twain the Travel Writer. So Cindy I know from March 20th through the end of January 2016, you'll be hosting a major exhibit, Travel is Fatal to Prejudice, Mark Twain's Travel Journeys Abroad, that incorporates one of his most famous travel quotes. What should visitors coming to the exhibit here at the Mark Twain House expect, and what are you going to be showcasing with the upcoming travel exhibit? Oh, I'm just so glad you're here to talk about this. He was a traveler, and he did travel around the world many times. This particular exhibit will focus on three of his uh, 
his travel books, uh, this would be The Innocence Abroad, which he wrote as a young single man, where he toured Europe and the Holy Land. Imagine a pleasure cruise, the world's first pleasure cruise. It lasted 166 days. Uh, so that's a remarkable trip through Europe and the Holy Land. Uh, he also wrote a book called A Tramp Abroad. This is more uh, European, Austria, Germany, and so forth. And then later, when he was 60, and facing the uh, potential of bankruptcy, not an easy thing. Many people were going through bankruptcy at the time. It was the Panic of 1893. It set a lot of problems upon the world. But here he was, this uh, father of three now uh, young adult daughters, and he and his wife and their middle daughter went off for one year to lecture around the world. And from that, he wrote a book called Following the Equator. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, one of my favorite Twainiacs, has written three songs about that book. So if you like Jimmy Buffett, you want to hear those songs. But that the exhibit will feature stories from these three uh, very specific travel books. And we'll also get into uh, Mark Twain's visits to Bermuda. This was pretty much his favorite island. It's now my favorite island as well. He made eight trips to Bermuda in his lifetime. So we will talk about that in the exhibition as well. If you had to choose, Cindy, out of the books you mentioned, what would be your personal favorite? Oh, gosh. Um, I got to say, I met Mark Twain through the adventures of Tom Sawyer, so I kind of feel very loyal to that book. I call it my gateway drug <laughs> because it got me <laughs> onto bigger and badder Mark Twain, I suppose. But, you know, Huckleberry Finn is the greatest book. There's no question. But I think Following the Equator is an overlooked treasure. Uh, it, it just takes you places you can't imagine. And to hear him spend a day, you know, on a handcart in the Himalayas, uh, you're there. You're feeling it. Um, and, and then you go, go to The Innocence Abroad. This is, this is a, another wonderfully funny book. Cindy Lovell, thanks so much for joining us on Rudy Max's World. Robert and I enjoyed spending time with you here at the Mark Twain House. Exploring Twain in the home where he wrote some of his most notable works is an inspiring travel experience. For information about the Mark Twain House or the upcoming travel exhibit, check them out at marktwainhouse.org and enjoy his travel books, Innocence Abroad, A Tramp Abroad, and Following the Equator. Coming up, we turn the page as Rudy introduces another travel opportunity. We're back in three minutes. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. Mom, I can't do my math homework. I just don't get it. I'm no good at math. I hate math. <sighs> I've always considered myself a good mother. But when it came to my son Billy's math, I was at a loss. It wasn't that he didn't try, but he kept falling further behind and losing confidence. Then a friend told me about Math Made Easy DVDs. You can order any subject from arithmetic to fractions, percents, algebra, even calculus. Concepts are simplified in an entertaining way, so students enjoy learning at their own pace in the convenience of home. It's as easy as watching TV. Best of all, it's affordable for everyone. Listen, end the frustration. Call Math Made Easy. Call now for a 30-day risk-free trial. 800-USA-MATH. With Math Made Easy, your child will always be prepared and one step ahead. Call now, 800-USA-MATH. That's 800-USA-6284. Or visit us at mathmadeeasy.com. Ah, springtime, mower riding time. No, four flat tires. Yeah, my bike has a flat tire. And I do it by two. Honey, the wheelbarrow and the trailers have flat tires. Springtime, schming time. Ah. Dear, wake up. I had the worst nightmare. All of our tires were flat. It's okay. We use slime tire sealant. Oh, slime makes it easy to prevent flat tires. Time to roll. Yeah, let's roll. Get ready for spring with slime. Prevent flat tires and all of your off-road and trailer tires. Bicycles, dirt. Now say $4 on the Slime Smart Spare Tire Repair Kit at Pep Boys. Want a bright start to summer? 
Ask Sherwin-Williams during the Sunny Day Sale and save 30% on paints and stains May 17th through the 25th. With colors like pool blue, organic green, and daffodil, we've got everything you need to add a splash of color. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store and save. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Performance Bicycle, where great rides begin, wants your great ride to start now. Now through Memorial Day, it's the Red Tag Sale at PerformanceBike.com. Over 1,000 items on sale, plus free shipping, red tag deals on helmets, clothing, parts, accessories, and hundreds of bikes are priced to sell now. Plus 50 doorbusters at 50% off, but only while supplies last. Don't miss Performance Bicycle's Red Tag Sale, plus free shipping at PerformanceBike.com. At DeVry University's Keller Graduate School of Management, we're looking for the driven, those determined to stand on their own merits, but never stand still. If you're this kind of student, you're our kind of different. Keller Graduate School of Management. Different on purpose. Learn about merit-based scholarships for new students who apply and qualify at keller.edu. Subject to approval and availability of funds for students starting in July 2015, DeVry University is authorized for operation by the THEC, certified to operate by CHEV. In New York, DeVry University operates as DeVry College of New York. Wherever you're hearing Rudy Max's World, we hope you're enjoying the Memorial Day holiday weekend. This is Robert Carey, and today's broadcast is an encore presentation. 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Max's World. And this portion of Rudy Max's World is sponsored by ReliefFactor.com. Do you suffer from muscle pain, joint pain, chronic inflammation, and other aches? Well, instead of popping those over-the-counter painkillers that are just harming your body more, considering consider an all-natural alternative. That would be Relief Factor. It contains just four natural ingredients, omega-3, resveratrol, icarin, and curcumin. Relief Factor is effective because when you reduce inflammation, you reduce pain. And as a special for Rudy Max's World listeners, you can now get a two-week quick start pack for just $19.95. That's $19.95 exclusively for listeners of this radio show. So if you suffer from joint or muscle pain, inflammation, or other aches, Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Or visit rudymaxa.com and click under sponsors, and you can link directly there. Had a couple of news items I didn't have time to uh, get to earlier this hour, as soon as I call them up. Um, you probably saw this in the news about 10 days ago. About two TSA agents at the Denver airport were fired following allegations they manipulated passenger screening, so one of them, one of them could grope male passengers. The enabler was a woman. The alleged groper was a man who would target men he found attractive. You know, I just never cease to be amazed at the news. Quentin, uh, Quentin, am I, Quentin, pronounce your last name for me so I don't have to mispronounce it and then ask you to correct it. Yeah, it's uh, Middlet. Middlet. Quentin Middlet, yeah. we have reached him in Lyon, France. He is a North American marketing manager for a website called Night Swapping, nightswapping.com. And this, well, let me let uh, Quentin, because he's the marketing manager. Quentin, describe, describe why night swapping's a cool site and what it can do for my listeners and travelers generally. Well, hi, thanks uh, for having me on the air. Nice to have you here. And um, so basically uh, what night swapping offers is, uh, is an alternative to, to travel and stay for free. How it works is um, you host members of the platform at home to gain nights, and you can then use those nights to stay for free at any other member's place on the platform. So 
So it's really flexible and um, an easy way to, to stay for free and visit. So this is different than, say, Airbnb, where you just where you just contract and pay somebody to rent a room or their apartment or their condo or treehouse or whatever. This is... Yeah, exa- exa- Go ahead. Exactly. Uh, the, the main difference with Airbnb is that it's... Uh, it's free, obviously. If you if you um, host people, you get nights and you stay for free uh, anywhere else. You can either uh, host people in your entire place when you're not home, or you can have them come at your guest room. So it's two different experiences. And uh, well, actually, for people who cannot host or maybe they're missing an, uh, a, a couple extra nights, there's also the possibility to uh, buy nights at a very low price. So that's an additional service that we added, but the, the core uh, aspect of the uh, the service is to uh, host for free and then stay for free. So, and 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 one of the conceits of the model of night swapping is that you actually earn credits when you host people at your place, whether you're there or not, and then you can cash those. And it's almost uh, like a timeshare thing. If you if you have have have, have earned uh, credit because you bought X number of nights at some resort, you could use them at another resort. Exactly. The the idea is uh, to make it as flexible as possible. So you earn these nights that, like you said, are are, are credits, and then you can choose to spend them however you want, uh, whenever you want. Um, basically, if I host someone for, let's say, a week at my place when I'm away, I'll have seven nights that I can use uh, however I want. So I can go spend three nights uh, in Paris, maybe two nights in Rome, or uh, a little village in France. Uh, you can use them the way you want. We're coming over to your place, Quentin. That's where we're coming to. <laughs> There's, uh, you all claim 60,000 members in 130 countries. I'm looking at the website, nightswapping.com now, the English version. And, and uh, here's a picture of Mario's guest room called A Room Under the Sky in Florence. Uh, Paul's yes. Place, which is a department in the city center of Berlin. Um, are you relatively new to the United States? Um, yeah, we're actually, um, we've launched uh, in uh, 2013. And uh, we've basically um, uh, focused our development uh, on uh, Europe. So we have, I'd say, about like 85% of the, the places listed on Europe for the moment. Right. The other 25% are in uh, mainly North America and the rest of the world. And starting third quarter this year, we're going to start heavily developing the rest of the, the U.S., Canada um, at the, the time that we will release our mobile app um, to basically develop the offer we have. Okay. The website is nightswapping.com. Go there, become a host member, which means you can list your home or guest room, and uh, travelers from all over the world will knock at your door, and then you can go knock on either their door or someone else's door that is in the Night Swapping Network. Uh, Quentin, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Quentin uh, Mitalet is the North American Market Manager for nightswapping.com. Quentin, take care. Thank you. Abiento. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Well, there's another alternative for you. That'll save hotel costs in towns like London and Paris. When we'll be right back, another different way to book a hotel room when Hotel Tonight's CEO joins me. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. Wherever you're 
you're here in Rudy Max's world, we hope you're enjoying the Memorial Day holiday weekend. This is Mary Carey, and today's broadcast is an encore presentation. Online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's world. 52 minutes after the hour, we have links to almost all our guests here on the weekend. This week, this uh, weekend's show. By going to Facebook, you'll find two Rudy Maxa pages. One just says Rudy Maxa. That's my personal page. I frankly don't pay a lot of attention to it. But there's one Rudy Maxa Travel Leisure. And if you go there, you'll find links to guests in case you heard something and want more details and didn't quite catch the uh, website that I might have given out on the air. Hit the like button while you're there. We are trying, getting close to 5,000. Love to, love to get that magic number. Jacqueline Whitmore is my next guest, and she is the, auth- she's the founder of the Protocol School of Palm Beach. Perfect. She's an etiquette specialist, but get this, she's also a former airline employee. And she has seen stuff on airplanes that you may have seen, but she's seen a lot more of it. And she's got some very good ideas about the most common um, things people do who don't have a sense of etiquette and what to do about it. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Nice to have you aboard today. Thank you, Rudy. Now, you're a former flight attendant, and and one thing I did notice in your list, we'll go down some of these, is is an overall overall piece of advice to never try to discipline someone else's child. You pick the unruly child as one of the more common things that creates, shall we say, tension between passengers. What do you do if you're seated next to a child who's, you know, whacking you and totally out of hand and so on? (laughs) Well, I made the mistake once of actually um, saying something to a parent who had an unruly child. I was flying to Las Vegas, and the children were just out of control. And I learned real quick not to say anything because – it's just better not to take any that kind of thing into your own hands. So what you can do if you're encountering an unruly child, you can ask the flight attendant, actually, if, if there is a, an available seat somewhere else, mm-hmm. you can ask the flight attendant if you can move. And a lot of people don't know that. They think that they're stuck in that seat. Or you can just kindly walk back to the flight attendants and say, um, We've got some unruly children in 27B. Is there anything you can do to help? A lot of times the flight attendants are there, not just for your safety, but also to help take care of situations like that. All right, so that takes care of two of your categories, the unruly child and the seat kicker, if you're getting kicked from behind in the seat. Um, let's turn the tables. What about the surly flight attendant, the one you you don't like who's who's – you know, I mean, who has an amazing amount of attitude, even if you're trying to be a very docile and pleasant passenger. That's really tough because if you start arguing with a flight attendant, right. chances are that that flight attendant might call um, the yeah. pilot out. Who knows? It's just not a wise thing to get in any kind of altercation with a flight attendant. My advice is take the name of the flight attendant, write it down, write down your flight information, and then email the airline, or better yet, air your grievance on Twitter or Facebook because you'll get faster results. That is interesting that the social media gets you fastest results now. Okay, the the age-old question of someone reclining their seat into your front, into your face, basically. (laughs) Well, I actually like to recline my seat, but I'm always polite when I do it, and I just suggest for people uh, to to just look over your shoulder and to make sure that the person behind you isn't eating or doesn't have their laptop on their tray, and when you ease back, ease back slowly and gently so that your your seat doesn't go in the other person's lap. 
That's exactly what I do. I'm glad to hear I do it the right way. Or I'll, I'll sometimes say, do you mind if I recline my seat? Then I punch them in the face if they say yes. <laughs> no, I don't. How, how long were you a flight? How many years were you a flight attendant? I was a flight attendant for one year, and it was a really great year. Um, it was back in 1992 when mm-hmm. flying the, the friendly skies were a little bit friendlier. Yeah, except they were smoking back then, weren't they? Pardon? Weren't we smoking back then on airplanes? Or no? We were smoking yeah. on airplanes internationally. Oh, and okay. um, because I was a junior flight attendant, I was stuck in the back with all the smokers, and that I, was no fun. Did you ever witness any all-out, I mean, combative situations? I didn't. We did have a situation where a man was having a heart attack uh, before we took off in, uh, in London, and uh, then the paramedics were called on board, but uh, fortunately he was, um, he was saved and, and we were able to take off. A little bit late, though, but uh, all um, went well. Aye, aye. Well, uh, my producer, Janet Davis McDonald, is going to post a link to your Huffington Post article about jetiquette and how to handle it. And uh, if I'm ever down in Florida, I'm going to take your protocol course and figure out how to behave myself. Appreciate it. That would be great. Thanks. <laughs> Jacqueline Whitmore is uh, the founder of the Protocol School of Palm Beach. Her website is etiquetteexpert.com. How did you get that? That's good. Well done. Jacqueline, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Rudy. We are coming to the end of hour number one. Uh, Some of our stations do leave us after this hour. It always breaks my heart. Very few of them do, fortunately. So if yours is sticking around for the second hour, I hope you will as well. We'll be back in about six minutes here in Rudy Max's world. We have a full plate coming up the next hour. We're going to talk about why only one U.S. airline with only two flights a day links the United States with India, the second and third largest countries in the world. What's with that? And there's even a larger question uh, having to do with that. And we'll also talk about a new website that says it can match the personality of the cruise ship you're looking for with you. You're in Rudy Max's world. Hope you stay back. Stay here. We'll take a little break for some news and local spots. Be back in six minutes. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.